How would you like, I don't know, $75,000 or maybe $15,000 or maybe $10,000? Well, you're not going to get it from me, but Chobani is asking you to dream up your perfect coffee creamer flavor. And Chobani wants to make it real for the first time ever through this month, February, you still have time. If you're listening live, it's the 23rd of February, 2021. You have a few days to come up with your perfect coffee creamer flavor for Chobani. Now, if you win a grand prize will be given to you $75,000. One runner up, that would be the first place loser, $15,000. And the second place loser, the third place gets $10,000. So good luck and make it count. Because if they use it, Giovanni could make, well, a lot more than the $75,000 you're going to be paid for. But it was nice of them to give you a chance. And I just want to Wish you luck on that special Chobani coffee creamer flavor. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. And if the new Chobani creamer flavor wasn't enough, we know now that Reese's peanut butter cups are going to have an organic peanut butter cup. Man, is that good news. Now, look, I'm all good with it. That's fine. If you want to eat an organic treat, good for you. You're going to have rich dark chocolate and smooth peanut butter. It's organic dark chocolate and peanut butter. And they're the perfect organic treat for the chocolate and peanut butter lovers of the world. So, you know, you want to eat organic peanut butter cups. Good for you. It's a, you know, it's dark chocolate and milk chocolate. All right, whatever. That's fine. But even better. Now, this is coming to shelves in the UK this year. So it's on its way to the US. A special vegan friendly Kit Kat bar. (laughs) Yum. Man, if I thought. I could get a Kit Kat bar that was not just a regular Kit Kat bar, but a vegan friendly Kit Kat bar. Now, now you're talking. And it means a lot to me that it would be made from 100% sustainable cocoa. I would like to know what the unsustainable cocoa really, I guess that's just the crappy cocoa that they use in the Kit Kat bar, which I'm good with. I'm okay with if I'm pounding down Kit Kat bars. I guess I feel better about myself if it's a vegan bar. But okay. Okay. Fine. Really. Whatever. Whatever. Now that I've now that I'm talking about it, I'm thinking, whatever. Whatever you want to do is fine. You know, but that's that's a bad place to be. Because now We're getting news that the chief of the Cherokee Nation wants Jeep to stop using the tribe's name on its vehicles. Really? Really? Is that what you want, Principal Chief 
Chuck Hoskins Jr. of the Cherokee Nation? Is that what you want? Okay, so according to, and it wasn't the Cherokee Nation speaking out. They weren't holding protests in front of Jeep dealerships across America. They were sent an inquiry from car and driver asking, Hey, um, what do you think? And the Cherokee nation said, um, yeah, you know, sure. We don't like it at all. We, (laughs) you know what? Um, we don't like it. And the chief, um, said, uh, yeah, you know what? Yep. We don't like the names on the vehicles. And, uh, my gosh, we need to, that needs to stop. Really? Where were you in 1974? Where were you in 2013? Were you cheering when the Cherokee, uh, went away and then came back as the grand Cherokee? Stop it. Stop it. A spokesman for Jeep said, our vehicle names have been carefully chosen and nurtured over the years to honor and celebrate Native American people for their nobility, prowess, and pride. What? Stop it. It's a name of a vehicle. A name of a vehicle. We have to stop. We have to stop. And then I get to the point where I don't care. Whatever. You want to do that to your Jeep V. You want to take Cherokee off? Fine. Call it jeep number two you know what that's what it is it's a pile of number two jeep number two that's what you need to buy jeep number two is just incredible to me and then uh, jeep says well hey we are more than ever committed to a respectful and open dialogue with cherokee nation principal chief chuck hoskins jr oh okay um The spokesperson said, uh, we had a Zoom call late last month after the company reached out. Really? So after the press reaches out to the Cherokee Nation and the Cherokee Nation says, yeah, you know what? I don't like it. We don't like it. It's bullcrap. So then Jeep reaches out to Cherokee and says, you know, we need to have a discussion probably good and genuine what your problem is but just know that our names are nurtured over the years to honor and celebrate native american people for their nobility and prowess and pride are they because we have the renegade i guess it's the renegade bu now the jeep wrangler the cherokee the Compass, the Patriot, and Jeep Cherokee KL. So I'm sure that these names have been chosen and nurtured over the years to honor and celebrate Native American people for their nobility, prowess, and pride. The one good thing, Jeep did say, hey, you know, our discussions were good, but, uh, yeah, we're not changing our stance. So, (laughs) 
So go ahead and get over it. I mean, we're looking at the Washington Redskins. I'm sorry, the Washington football team. No more Redskins. And of course, now they're making a big deal out of Bezos trying to buy that team. So if you think that it's woke now, oh man, oh man, hello. And the Cleveland Indians, I'm sorry, the Cleveland baseball team uh, won't be the Indians after this coming season. So that's good, right? Right. I mean, Cleveland already got rid of their (laughs) chief Wahoo logo. (laughs) Why? Uh, Well, we know why. Because they're racist and evil. And that just has to go. Right? Right. Speaking of Jeep, though, you know, remember the company that distanced themselves from that bastard Bruce Springsteen who was drunk in a national park in New Jersey uh yeah I mean they didn't want anything to do with Bruce and we just took down our commercial that he aired during the that we spent I don't know how much money on for the Super Bowl well his court case for the DWR charge uh, the DWI charge is coming up uh tomorrow for those of you listening live the 24th of February uh 2021 and I was reading about the case. Really? It, as much as I really, you know, Bruce Springsteen does nothing for me. The boss. Uh, you know, whatever. I got, I got no love. Really, I, you know, I have pretend hate. But I got no love for Bruce. You know, I mean, he's, whatever. He's a, he's a, you know, a musical artist. And he's, a, he's a superstar guy. I mean, he's a worldwide superstar, right? And New Jersey's, uh, you know, boy, right? And uh, so he got busted uh, in the National Park in New Jersey for DWI back in November. Well, and it goes to court over Zoom tomorrow, and uh, it's part of their enclave court. And uh, we'll see what happens. I would say, reading about the case, he gets off. I mean, he goes away. It goes, just goes away. It gets thrown out. Because, again, it looks like the cop was just being a... One of those bad police officers. Just being a, you know, a, a for lack of a better term, a dick. He's just being a dick. Okay? We'll just leave it there. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to have a 0.08 to be intoxicated in New Jersey. He had a 0.02. He didn't take a breathalyzer. And the police officer said that he smelled of alcohol and his eyes were glassy. He took a field sobriety test, took a bunch of steps more than uh, he was supposed to. But according to this field sobriety test for people over 70, uh, Mr. Springsteen is 71 are not reliable. So uh, the park ranger had just said that he uh, saw him take a drink and visibly swaying back and forth with glassy eyes, smelling strongly of alcohol. He asked, uh, and he saw him down a shot of tequila. According to Bruce, he told the officer he took two shots of tequila with some fans at the park and took some pictures. Okay? And he, uh, the police officer asked him if he was getting ready to leave the park. He didn't even leave the park. He had just started his vehicle. And Bruce said, yeah, I'm getting ready to get out of here. And so he got, uh, they gave him a DUI. And uh, 
I think they also gave him like a driving, uh, what was the, yeah, a reckless driving charge. Wait, he wasn't even driving. The officer approached him before he started driving. So you can, uh, you can imagine that this case is going to get thrown out and good. I mean, good. That's kind of ridiculous that he's in trouble because of that. And on top of which New Jersey just became the 13th state to legalize marijuana. So that's good, right? I mean, congratulations. And even, even better news for Bruce is he's now launching a podcast on Spotify with Barack Obama. Yes, they're going to be co-hosting a podcast together. And it's part of the Obama's higher ground production company. And it's going to be produced and put on Spotify. So good for Bruce Springsteen. I mean, things are just coming together, aren't they? And a group of scientists at Northwestern University have claimed a breakthrough that makes me a little nervous. A little nervous. They believe that they've successfully communicated with individuals in the throes of lucid dreams. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. Uh, They claim that this is a breakthrough of a relatively poorly understood phenomenon of dreaming. They found that individuals in REM REM sleep can interact with an experimenter and engage in real-time communications. Huh. That is something I don't know that I want to have happen. Dreamers participating in the study were reportedly capable of comprehending questions, engaging in working memory operations, and producing answers. In the study, the scientists note that the dreams take us to a different reality. Uh, really? A hallucinatory world that feels us feels as real as any waking experience. Again, uh, do we need scientists to tell us that? And that these often bizarre episodes of emblematic of human sleep but have yet to be adequately explained. Yeah, because they're dreams. That's how we sleep. So according to them, they want to uh, use these findings to enable a variety of practical applications and a new strategy for empirical exploration of dreams. Um, no. Um, I don't want to know. I mean, let me rephrase that. I do want to know what other people are dreaming about. I don't want other people to know what I'm dreaming about. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) I'm all good. I am all good with hearing about what you're dreaming about. But I don't want people to know what I'm dreaming about. Okay? (laughs) That's all. That's all I want. Of course, good news, uh, uh, more good news inside the study. We find out that they have developed a smartphone app, which, I mean, who doesn't want your phone right there? It's already there. You already have it laying there next to you while you're sleeping. It's your alarm clock. It's, uh, you know, you have it there every so often. If you're just not quite in that REM sleep, 
you may hear the phone boop if you have the notifications on. But you want we already know that it's listening to us, right? We know that. So why not have the app there? And maybe when it realizes you're in Remsley, it can ask you questions. What are you dreaming about, Jeff? <laughs> and you can just talk and it'll just record you and you can wake up. It's a good way. You know, you're supposed to wake up and write down your dreams right away so you remember them because they go away. Well, now you don't have to write them down. All you have to do is go back and listen to the recording of the questions that it asked you while you were sleeping. And then you'll have it right there. I don't know if the app does that, but uh, maybe it should. The students at Paller's Lab Group. Uh, so I know they work at the Cognitive Neuroscience Lab site. So the Lucid app should be doing that it should be recording your answers so you can play it back <laughs> i haven't seen the documentary they talk about here uh in the story about uh what the physics and it's talking about dream hackers bridge to your hidden brain which is f- about this Paller's lab we have i've got to watch that i've got to watch that because i bet you it's fascinating i would love and they claim that they asked you know questions that they knew the answers to obviously in the beginning so that they could assess whether the participants were correct or not. And there were several labs around the world that were doing different tests. And in this study paper, they use the information from these different labs from around the world. And it would be, I'd be fascinated. I, now I want to, I am fascinated. I want to know what people were dreaming about. I want to know, uh, if how they think it will help in the future, knowing what Millie is dreaming about, because I know I want to know what Millie's dreaming about. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I do not, though. I want to be very clear about this. I do not want to know what I'm dreaming. No, I want to know, and I, I want to remember what I'm dreaming about. I don't want you to know what I'm dreaming about. How about I want you to know what I tell you I'm dreaming about, but I don't want you to really know what I'm dreaming about. That is kind of frightening to me. That's a little frightening. Uh, I don't want to know who you're dreaming about, what you're dreaming about doing. Now, again, I got to gotta stop myself. I do want to know what you are dreaming about. what you're dreaming about doing with whomever you're dreaming about doing it with. I don't want you to know what I'm (laughs) dreaming. The sad thing is I have a feeling that we are on the same page. So, you know, so much for knowing what our dreams are. I know. All right, let's go to the break room. I need a cold drink. Seriously. And that's not a dream that I'm giving to the lucid app. I'm just, Telling you, eat something cold to drink. Oh my gosh, that is so good, whether you're in a dream or not. You know, as long as we're <laughs> as long as we're talking about dreams, I saw a headline to a story the other day that. Made, I, I literally LOL'd because um, I was like, uh, no kidding. 
and what websites are you using for your information? And the headline is, Working from bed can cause permanent damage. Duh. <laughs> now, I, get your mind out of the gutter. Because just get it out of the, your gutter. Because they're talking about, you know, during the pandemic and people that are just staying in bed. And instead of going to the office and getting your cup of coffee, you shower and get a cup of coffee and, you know, lay back down in bed and open your laptop. And they're saying that that, you know, can set up permanent physical and emotional damage. So you need to get up and not slump on the soft surface like a bed and strain the neck, back and hips because it may cause pain to flare up in the months and years to come. Now, if you want to put yourself in the gutter, you can use the same information to know that on that same soft surface of the bed, you can strain your neck, back, hips, and it can cause pain to flare up in the months and years to come. I think you know what I'm talking about. So what did you do for Valentine's Day? Did you have ice cream? Did you order from Brooker's Founding Flavors Ice Cream at brookersicecream.com? Did you do that? Good for you. I'm happy. Well, animal rights activists are a little wound up at Merlees van der Merwe, 32, from South Africa. She runs a citrus farm or owns a citrus farm in uh, South Africa. And she was happy as a little clam. Well, I don't know if she was happy as an animal. She was happy as a human because she was set to spend Valentine's Day at a resort with her husband. But man, did they change their plans because they got news that she had the opportunity to shoot a giraffe. <laughs> it was a big Valentine's Day present that her husband gave Merlees. And animal activists are all wound up at Merlees. And she was quoted as saying, uh, the animal rights groups are the mafia. I have no respect for them. Okay, nice. I, uh, you know... <laughs> I could grow to like Merlis Van de Merwe. Uh, but, you know, there's a point where you think to yourself, maybe you went too far, Ms. Van der Merwe. Um, so she goes hunting for a giraffe. And, and I get it. You know, you want a big game and, you know, you end up with maybe the giraffe head stuffed or, you know, you have a, maybe you had stuffed the whole thing. I don't know how you, how you stuff a whole giraffe. <laughs> Kind of a big room. Uh, you know, you put it out back. Wow, do you have giraffes? Nah, that's the one I killed back in back in twenty one. Yeah, we just had her stuff. She's sticking in the <laughs> stuck it in the dirt out back. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Have a stuffed giraffe in the backyard. I mean it'd be cooler to have a live one wandering around, I guess. And I've seen live giraffes before at the, you know, different parks and they come up and, you know, whatever, that's fine. And I get it how, you know, animal rights activists were the beautiful giraffes. Okay. Well, the money that a lot of these parks make from these big game hunters uh, helps with their conservation efforts. Uh, okay. So, um, you know, uh, it's kind of, they're kind of torn in Africa because they're like, we need the money. 
So to keep the parks alive and keep the animals alive and keep them thriving, we need money. And to get money, we're going to bring a few people in and let them kill some of the some of the herd that we don't need anymore. She claimed that she was after an older giraffe because the older they get, the darker they get. And they have, you know, their, their spots or their whatever you want to call them uh, get darker. She found an older bull and uh, she said, I love the skin and the fact that it's such an iconic animal for Africa and I just wanted to kill it. And then there's a picture of her. Now, what's weird about this story is there's a picture of her standing next to the giraffe who is dead. They've got the, they've got the head turned around, the body down. That thing's got to be heavy too. Uh, and then they have her holding the giraffe's heart <laughs> that she pulled out of the giraffe. And it's blurred out. But then you scroll down. And there she is with the giraffe's heart. It's a big old thing. You can quote me on this. It's a big old thing. I know. And she's just happy as a as a killer human. <laughs> the bull was 17 years old and had darker spots because he was so old. Nice. So she plans to use the animal's skin. Oh, here we go. She's not going to stuff the thing and stick it out back. She's going to uh, use the animal's skin for a rug and she created work for 11 people that day and provided meat for the locals so you're welcome you're welcome people i spent money i gave them food and i get a rug out of the deal and i probably you know just here's a picture of me with the giraffe's heart so get over it okay and it means that now a younger bull is going to take over the the herd and the old guy is gone so he doesn't even have to fight to be the ruler he's just there now oh yeah yeah the old guy's gone i'm in charge now okay yeah that's right i am the head neck around here pal <laughs> really appreciate it and i appreciate you coming along for the ride every day if you are not a subscriber to this program subscribe just choose a platform that uh, warms the little cockles of your heart and subscribe to chewing the fat with jeff fisher yours truly um itunes iHeartRadio, stitcher spotify and there's a plethora of platforms out there that you can subscribe to but subscribe to this podcast and enjoy just uh you know you'll be alerted when it's uh, uploaded every day and uh, monday through friday for sure a lot of times i give you a saturday or sunday uh podcast as well so uh you know just subscribe to chewing the fat with jeff fisher i really appreciate it and you know you might as well subscribe to uh, uh the youtube channel uh chewing the fat with jeff fisher as well there's new uh interviews going up on that platform uh frequently 
So uh, subscribe to that and click the little notification bell so you're notified when new videos post on my YouTube channel as well. Okay? <laughs> okay, then. I know. And, you know, really, uh, since it's uh, more important than ever right now to have more voices, not less, you may as well uh, become a member of Blaze TV. You can go to blazetv.com slash jeffy right now and get $30 off for a year's subscription. I don't know how long, how long that's going to last. So if you go there and it says out of time, it's not $30 off. So be it. But if you go to blaze tv.com slash Jeffy right now, you're going to get $30 off blaze TV for a year's subscription and your subscription to blaze TV helps keep shows like this free. So I don't know what more to say other than, you're welcome. Okay, okay, okay. So, they did that 500 times yesterday. 500 times. I know. I know, you think to yourself, what? Yeah, the Washington National Cathedral for the lives lost from COVID-19 after the U.S. crossed 500,000 deaths. So I know that it's a horrible thing. We've lost 500,000 souls in the U.S. because of COVID-19. And uh, they rang the bells at the uh, Washington National Cathedral cathedral i wonder how often they do that for the aborted babies lives lost here in the u.s i just a question i don't know if they do or not i doubt it but you know i just just wondering i know that our president uh, held the moment of silence for the lives lost which is good i'm all for that but we don't do it for the aborted lives we're still in the killing babies <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah that's okay so according to uh, johns hopkins we are now over five hundred thousand deaths here in the united states of america with uh, 28 million some odd total cases uh total here in the u.s and i see where china uh is really weird because usually the one world meters uh, site that I use uh, is more than Johns Hopkins. And uh, here today, uh, China, according to world meters, has only 89,000 cases, 89,852 cases with only 4,636 deaths. Johns Hopkins has China at over 100,000 cases. But still, uh, either one, I, I don't believe. Uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Well, I guess I am kind of. But uh, I don't believe that uh, China has had that few cases. But, you know, that's just the, the, the way it goes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you do. Especially when we've made such a big deal out about this. But I will say that headlines yesterday say that uh, texas coronavirus hospitalizations lowest levels 
since November. Hmm. So the cases are going down. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Speaking of interesting, isn't it? It's just interesting. There's some headlines that I think you need to just be aware of. I'm not, we don't need to get into, uh, you know, a lot of politics and I know I try to avoid as much as I can on this show, but there's some headlines that you just need to be aware of. So you can say, Oh, you know, I did hear that. Like there's no proof January 6th, the armed insurrection, um, was actually armed insurrection. Not one person has been charged with possessing or using a gun inside the Capitol. <laughs> no one has even been identified as carrying a gun inside the building. Interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. Huh. Um, there were ex-military that uh, were there and also witnessed the Capitol riot. And some of those veterans... Uh, claim that, uh, well, um, yeah, if the veterans were actually involved in part of this insurrection, uh, the goals would have been achieved. Huh. Huh. That's interesting, isn't it? That is. That is interesting. Oh, and uh, Coca-Cola admitted that its training told employees to be less white. But don't worry about it because since you all complained, the curriculum is going to be refined. Oh, Okay, uh, so now that everybody knows about it, you're going to refine it because you don't want to piss too many other people off. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's going to be refined. Well, you see, yeah, we told them to be less white, but not anymore. It's fine. Um, the best-selling book on uh, trans people, uh, 2018, the book hit number one on the Amazon's bestseller list. Uh, yeah, they went ahead and pulled that off yeah it's it's not gonna be on amazon anymore don't worry about it though it's just the it's just the number one book on amazon or at least was the number one book on amazon you know when harry became sally <laughs> that book yeah yeah it's gone on amazon it's not on kindle anymore so good luck if you wanted to read it because we want to silence all the people that are saying stuff we don't want them to say like, you know, the group um, Focus on Family. Yeah, uh, you know, they're a Christian group. And uh, Twitter has locked uh, their account because they said the horrific statement, boys and girls are different. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. How can that just? No, I won't have it. And neither will Twitter. Uh, remember all those schools that were going to get changed? The 44 buildings in San Francisco that the school board said, yeah, those are racist buildings and we need to, we need to change their names. Yeah, that's been paused. Uh, they went ahead and said, mm, you know what? We need to focus on getting students back in class. So we're not going to do that right now. Uh, there's too much attention being brought to it. <laughs> really and you know how horrible the u.s is uh what kind of horrific country the united states is in pakistan there were four women who ran empowerment workshops uh for women 
and uh man darn the luck they were killed so man do i hate the u.s right but pakistan man they are a country you want to go to huh unless of course you're running a you know empowerment for women classes oh and we do (laughs) we do have uh operation varsity blues update Operation Cannon. Varsity Blues, or, or Cannon, for that matter. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so the update is there is a new documentary being dropped on March 17th, 2021 on Netflix. And it is, of course, Operation Varsity Blues. It's not going to, I doubt very much. And if they do, I'll be pissed. Because they need to credit me if they use the canon theme for their documentary, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal. And they tweeted, uh, the at Netflix film Twitter account, tweeted, everything you heard is true, but you haven't heard everything. Using real conversations recreated from FBI wiretaps, the filmmaker behind Fry begins, brings you Operation Varsity Blues. And uh, they also ran, there were stories out talking about uh, how Lori and Felicity were not going to be happy with the, uh, with the documentary. And so they, the teaser that they put out uh, showed some uh, wiretap, or I should say aired some wiretap audio these are real conversations is there any risk that this thing blows up in my face like some article comes out that the polo team is selling seats into the school for 250 grand well no because she's a water polo player but she's not oh my gosh the college admission scandals operation varsity blues now they you heard the music that they're going to use so it's not going to be the chewing the fat version it doesn't say who that was speaking. It shows. It says that it was Rick Singer, obviously the mastermind behind it, and one of the parents. It doesn't say who uh, the parent was in their promo clip. So it's inter- it'll be interesting to see you know who that was and what happens. But we know a lot of the information, and I, I've broken it down on this show multiple times. I may have to do a special Saturday Operation Varsity Blues and talk about all the people that have been uh, found guilty or have wheeled and dealed their deals. And, I mean, we know that, uh, you know, Philosophy did her quick time, 11 days. Uh, Lori is out. Uh, Hubby is still in until April. Uh, there's all kinds of rumors about their marriage and everything, but most of that, I think, is false. But uh, we we should go behind the scenes on that because Rick Singer. I mean, the first we've been over this. I know, but this is going to make these uh, parents look terrible when really it's the universities. I hope they make the universities look bad in this documentary because it's the it's the coaches that were that were doing this, and Rick Singer just found the loophole of bribing these coaches, and the parents were using. Should the parents have done it? No. Should they do prison time? 
no, no, they should not. It's just silly. It's just silly. Now, if you, uh, if I do a special Saturday Operation Varsity Blues, uh, the Netflix uh, version of the Open will not be part of the special because it will definitely be Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> Tonight's episode, Operation Varsity Blues. Okay, you know, this where was Ted Cruz uh, thing really kind of has to stop, doesn't it? It's not going to because A, um, he apologized and came home early, which he never should have done. We said it from the very beginning. And now they have sent a mariachi band to his front yard. (laughs) And people show up at his house. Are you kidding me? No way. No one who actually supports, I mean, and and, uh, conservatives are sending mariachi bands to Ted Cruz's house. And, you know, they've got the story about Heidi, his wife, Heidi Cruz, uh, reportedly inviting neighbors to Cancun and uh, how his story doesn't match up like he was taking them down there and coming back. You know, that's what the problem was, is that he should have stuck to, we were on vacation. Uh, We were, I was still working, you know, remotely during this pandemic. Um, But he apologized and he came back and he started it. Now, do I think it's funny? Heck yeah. I mean, if you follow me on social media, say like Twitter at JeffyJFR or Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio or Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio, um, you know that I've had fun with <laughs> where was Ted Cruz. I get it. It's funny. But now he's saying that, uh, you know, people aren't going to let it go because they're missing Trump. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I've got a list of stories here that I've been, you know, uh, we'll get to uh, sometime this week on chewing the fat that really is they can't let Trump go. They can't let him go. And um, there's stories that are just amazing stories that about Donald Trump that aren't even stories, but they won't let it go. They won't let Trump derangement syndrome go. And he's right. But he's also uh, the one that brought it on. Uh, Had he not apologized and said, um, I don't need to apologize. I took my family to Mexico, you know, during the winter, a storm. And we wanted to get away and not be here when it was freezing, you know, like millions of Americans and people around the world do. That's why, I don't know, Florida existed in the past, still does really, but, uh, you know, they count on tourism during the winter. I mean, they're called snowbirds for a reason. And he should have just gone with that. But he didn't. 
he made it seem like he did something wrong and that was just blood in the water to these blood suckers and they're not gonna let it go so there you go ted you brought it on yourself so get over it you need to get over it now you need to get over it and just let this play out and stop poking the bear okay all right that's good (laughs) and i also saw a i'll leave you today (laughs) i saw a post of a plane landing it doesn't say where it was landing it just shows that it's this short runway and it's over water by water and obviously the runway isn't on water but it the audio is the pilot commenting to the uh, passengers and i don't know if it's real but it certainly sounds like something that you would hear on my airline fisher air you i don't know that you would actually hear it on united airlines uh even if parts were flying off uh flying off the plane uh you wouldn't hear this audio uh from a a, a united airlines pilot although uh, if that same pilot was flying for fisher air uh you know the rules are a little bit different on fisher air so this is you know actual audio that uh you would hear on fisher air might mean a reason why there isn't actually a fisher air why it's just a made-up airline but uh oh just as a side note too speaking of airlines i told you yesterday that uh you know they they've already started grounding planes with the same engines they used the excuse already most of these planes uh weren't ones that were grounded there were you know a lot of these planes were grounded during the pandemic but uh, these aren't the ones we're using we're looking into it though of course so you know i told you yesterday and beware uh you know they're going to blame the pilot for he's going to have something that happened to him too just it's coming even though the pilot is a hero a hero he did a fantastic job that's what we want pilots for that's what we need pilots for i get the whole automated flying thing but it is kind of nice on takeoff and landing (laughs) in particular to have the pilots there isn't it (laughs) this is a good reason why you want someone trained on your airline (laughs) Uh, yeah anyway um so i just i want i'm going to play this audio for you and just know that this is <laughs> i'm going to portray this as actual audio from fisher air ladies and gentlemen from the flight back this is your captain speaking uh you guys definitely should have taken a boat do you know how short this runway is this is i mean this is literally the shortest runway in the world and we're in a pretty big plane to be landing here so if you did any amount of research you should have known better than to be on this plane right now but I'm going to do my best. I can't guarantee anything. Uh, remain seated. Seatbelt securely fastened. Light vests are located under the seat in front of you and can be inflated by pulling on the tab on the left side. We'll be on the ground or in the water momentarily. <laughs> As a passenger, now how safe do you feel? How good do you feel? Are you happy to be on the Fisher Air flight? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why we have the pilots, right? But we don't want them to tell us the truth. We just want them to say everything will be fine. Keep your seatbelts on. Don't worry about it. Sure, the oxygen thing may come down. Sure, there's flotation devices under your seat. And your seat the seat that you're sitting on is a flotation device. But don't worry about it. Everything will be fine because I'm going to put this bad boy down. 
and we're going to walk out of here. That's what you want to hear. You don't want to hear that. (laughs) 